putting down roots. So let me just dive right in. Again, the connection to you getting roots down is one thing, and that's Jesus Christ. He said, if you will abide in me, and I in you. If you will abide in me. Do you remember that scripture? If you will abide in me, and me in you. So, it is our responsibility to abide in Him. It's His responsibility to abide in us. Our part is to abide in Him, and how we abide in Him is in His Word, in His body, in His Spirit. So as we look to now putting down roots and learning to thrive in the process of putting down roots, I want you to realize your point of connection is your heart. It is your personal relationship to Jesus Christ. And even in Sunday school this morning, I realize that many of you grew up not knowing that you need to have a personal relationship with Christ. It's personal. He loves you like you could never imagine love. He loves you at a level, at a, at a gentle, sweet, intimate level that you could never imagine. You may just know him in word. You may just know him by words on a piece of, a pa- piece of paper, but I want you to know there is more. When you start to abide in his word, your heart is going to change. It is going to be incredible. But as we thrive in this process of putting down roots, there is one factor that has to be present, and it's trust. For any marriage to work, for any relationship to work, there has to be trust. And trust doesn't just happen. Trust has to be built. Every key to thriving in the process requires trust. Whether it's building the wall in front of you. Do you remember from last week in Nehemiah? God said, just go outside your door and build that wall. We don't have to go out here thousands of miles away, build the wall in your own family, in your own house, within your own mind and in your own heart and in your people. Or it's slowing down and allowing God to work through you and accepting the steps that he's given you. In each of these steps that we have to take to build roots, there must be an act of trust. And even just the opposite, any of the things that we could do to avoid cooperating with God are acts of mistrust. When we fall into desiring someone else's assignment or resisting God's lessons or wanting to skip steps or trying to promote ourselves, we're actually saying, I really don't trust you, God. Do you catch that? Whenever we want to get out in front, all we're saying is, God, your speed, your timing, your way isn't exactly right. I know better. I don't trust you. I trust me. Are you with me? We must understand that our trust, now catch this, our trust is the main thing that God is pursuing in you while you build roots. Our trust in God. Trust is what God is building through this process, and trust is what will get us through the process. But there are two basic elements of trust. Two basic elements of trust. And it's intimacy and dependence. 
intimacy and dependence. These are the things that Jesus was talking about when he told us to remain in him. Remain in him just as he remained in the Father. He wants us to develop the same deep, unbroken intimacy with him to learn to depend on him as he trains us and empowers us to become trustworthy partners in his work here on earth the same way that Jesus trusted in his Father. That same trust relationship that Jesus had with Father God, he wants us to have with him. That, as we build roots, ultimately, if we get down to just one word about this root system, it's trust. Do I really trust God? The only way he can build this root system of, abiding, of an abiding connection is by taking us through the process over and over and over of God asking us, do you trust me? Every time we say, I trust you, then that root system grows. And that's how we thrive as he prepares us for the circumstances that we face. Elizabeth and I today are facing issues where we have to trust God. We cannot see the next step. But do we really trust God or do we want to get out in front and try to make it happen instead of letting God let it happen. Now, I want you to know there's a fine line there because God wants us moving. God wants us moving in faith. As we sang, the fourth song we sang this morning, give me faith to trust what you say, that you're good and your love is great. I'm broken inside. I give you my life. It shouldn't surprise us that the thing God wants most for us is the thing that the enemy targets. Every spiritual battle you face centers on your trust in God. The enemy uses the same strategy that he used in the beginning when he showed up in the Garden of Eden to try to throw Adam and Eve off. Look what he did. Two things. The enemy tries to get, to, to, tries to get us to doubt God's trustworthiness. The enemy will try to tell you, you can't trust God here. You know how this is going to play out. You know this other person's going to get the job if you don't get in here and finagle. You know that you're going to come up short on your money if you tithe. You know you're not going to be able to make ends meet. You know this relationship can't be right unless I make sure my husband does this at the right time or my wife does that. And all of a sudden, we start to get in the way. We start to try to be God. Second thing is to trust something else besides God. Satan tries to get us to doubt God's trustworthiness, and he tries to get us to trust in something else. Church, are you, are you, can you relate? The enemy is dedicated to convincing us that God is either withholding good things or he's failing to protect us from bad things. The enemy discovers our darkest and deepest fears and longings. 
and he exploits those areas of vulnerability in order to sow distrust in our hearts. Every time we experience pain or disappointment or loss or terror, Satan tells us that God has abandoned us and that the only thing to do is to protect ourselves. How many times do we get on the right track, we hit a speed bump, and we revert back to what we always did? That's the enemy. That's the enemy undoing everything that you had. It was going great until a problem showed up. Well, let me tell you, that's the time to get excited. I'm going to get through this one, not, oh, no, let's go back to the way we know how to do things. I need to remember, God, the way I used to do things didn't work. That's why I'm trying to change it. But when your buttons get pushed, it's too easy and comfortable to fall back. You've heard that expression in the army when war, fall back. No. God doesn't fall back. No enemy is strong enough to separate me from him and from his will and from his love. Don't fall back. Push but push the right way. Push God's way. When you look at the history of the fall of Adam falling and the destruction that has come from our refusal to trust God, it's bizarre to think that God allows us to have this decision at all in in trust. Why God even trusts us with such a dangerous choice. But the truth remains that God has given us the choice to trust Him. And do you know he's not intimidated by the smear campaigns of the enemy? You know, there's smear campaigns against God out in our world all over the place. God's not afraid of that. It's not new. What's going on out here in the, in the world is not new. God's not afraid of that. He knows our deepest fears and longings better than anyone else. And I believe that he sees those opportunities as opportunities for us to trust him. You know those challenges that you have? God wants to walk with you through those to overcome those. So that, number one, you can overcome. But number two, you can trust God in that situation. I revert back to a story of uh, Ruth Ann who was standing right here singing. By the way, Jennifer and Cody... I just got to say real quick, Cody stands here, he's, he's our singer right here, and Jen, Jennifer st- stands right here and sings right beside him, and they're beautiful singers. They love the Lord. They're such a precious couple. Well, they're getting married today. Yeah. Amen. And they're gone for two weeks. I'm having to scramble uh, in leading worship, so if you didn't notice, I had literally, my family uh, was all up here. Uh, church is family, but sometimes it's my literal family that... Uh, we have to kind of suck it up and get it done. But um, praise God, I've got talented kids that can sing and love the Lord. And um, it's just what we're trying to raise in this church body. Is we're children of God that love the Lord and using the gifts that God's given us. And I am just so blessed. I am so blessed with Pete and Ruth Ann and Rita Marie. And then I had Sarah Beth back there doing words. She plays violin. I mean, I'm telling you, my whole family... Uh, is kind of helping this morning. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. No one left behind. No one allowed not to help. That's the way family is. Uh, But I revert back to trusting God with Ruth Ann with a 
one of the stupidest things I've ever done as a dad, and I've done a lot of stupid things. Um, I put my five-year-old on a motorcycle with no training wheels. Oh, it had training wheels. Still stupid. And she wrecked and had a humongous thing on her head, road rash. I would have yanked her off by the hair if I could have. She was screaming, Daddy. I was screaming, Jesus. And topped over the hill. I heard the, the motorcycle was running wide open. Wah! I couldn't see her. There she was. Her helmet was off. I've got a picture of her, but I don't have it to show you. But driving to the ER, I'm completely helpless. And to be honest with you, I'm completely hopeless. And I did it. It's not her fault. It's not her fault at all. She didn't know how to ride it. Why would a dad put a child on, a, on that? At the time, it seemed fine. My third child by my fourth one, I'd be throwing them out the car or something. <laughs> but something struck me in the car ride to the ER. It's the only thing I've got. The only thing I have to offer, God, here's a chance for you to show me how great you are. Not because I deserve it, because I don't. Not because I've made the right decisions, because I haven't. But God, you saved me knowing what I would do. You paid the price for me knowing everything I would continue to do. You loved me so much that you gave everything for me. And God, here's a chance. Whether you do it or not, I'm not in control of whether you do it or not. But God, I have faith in you to take care of this, even though I've blown it. I didn't sin, I don't think. I don't think it was sin to put her on that motorcycle. I don't think I knew I was doing wrong. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done that had I known that was going to happen. But God is such a good God, and he proved his trustworthiness to me. Now, it wasn't poof, her, her, her damage was just gone. We had to walk through that. We had to walk through going back to the doctor to get her checked for concussions. And she's still got a scar on her knee. That, that didn't just get washed away and gone. No, we had to walk through it. Our life is about walking through it. But I want you to know God never left me. There she stands. All-star volleyball player. Starting to date. <laughs> God, come back. Do you, do you hear me? Do you trust God? It's easy to trust God when things are going fine. But will you trust Him when things get tough? God, as we build roots here, your roots have got to be in trust. God is trustworthy. We can trust Him we can trust him with the deep things of our hearts because they're also the deep things of his heart for us. We can trust him. We can trust him. God teaches us through baby steps, not through evil can evil death jumps right at the beginning. Does anybody remember evil can evil? 
We don't start with those kind of impossible challenges. We start with small steps. Small steps, literally small steps. I've watched it through my kids. I've watched it through my kids' sports. I've now watched it through my girls' dating. You know what? I can't trust the boy. I can trust the girl. Now, my son. I can trust my son. But when my daughter starts dating, my trust has to be in my daughter. I don't know the boy. I don't like the boy. I had to learn to like him. (laughs) Trust comes by time. By me proving myself. Let me tell you, he's not here this morning. He's out hunting. But Bud is such an awesome. We just, my daughter Rita just knocked it out of the park. So did we? Yeah, so did he. Thank you. But that, that trust had to be built. Your trust with God has to be built. You're facing some challenges today that require trust in God. That trust ultimately is going to be faith in you, in your faith in God. Do you really trust? The only way that we develop that trust is by getting to know the person. If I schedule a, a time to meet with Justin, if he doesn't show up, that trust starts to get broken. If I share with him my deepest desires and he goes out here and posts it on Facebook, my trust gets broken. And I do not let loose of that easily. And God knows. God knows what you've walked through. And I want you to know God is trustworthy. But you have to remain in him. That's your part. You have to make an effort to abide in him. If you will get in the Word, if you will turn your heart to God, if you will start to walk as though you are following Christ, God is going to walk with you. God is going to prove. God wants to prove himself. Don't take my word for it. Let him prove himself to you. He will prove himself to you in every area, in every area of your life. Church, Make a decision today. You guys are back from fall break. You're rested, I hope, ready to press through this last semester, ready to press through into the fall. Make a turn today. Turn your heart today. Let October 15th be a day that you can say, I turned to the Lord this day. And start looking for the return. That's not selfish. I want to know God's in my life. I want to see that he's there. I want to see that God prove himself by his word to what he says. He says that I'm the head and not the tail. Well, God, I don't feel like the head and not the tail. Okay, Paul, abide in me. I will make you the head and not the tail. I will make you blessed in the city and blessed in the country. I will fulfill my word in you. God says I am watching over my word waiting to fulfill it. He wants to fulfill it in you. Amen. I barely got going. I kind of had to talk about that other stuff about around the family table, but we're just getting going. Abide in the Lord. Make a turn. Y'all stand up with me.